Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Now, Cash Call, everybody, Dale Archdeacon back, uh, but there's no Brian Curtis. Brian Curtis is not here today. Instead, I tapped my friend, one of my favorite clients, Rafe Kumar of the Kumar Group, uh, to come on and, and blow your wigs back today. So Cash Call episode whatever is going to be Rafe today. And so Rafe is the one of the founding uh, members of Compass in Illinois, uh, and his team operates out of Chicago. And, and really, the reason that you want to listen to Rafa, he, he actually hasn't been in the business that long. He founded his team in 2019, and within two years, they hit $100 million in production. That is impressive, Rafa. So I'm sure that uh, everybody wants to hear from you about how you've done it, where you're at now, and, and what advice you have. So thanks for joining us. Of course, of course. The objective is, if I can give one tip that someone can take um, and implement it and it's going to help their business. And I feel like this is a victory for us, right, Dale? That's fantastic. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Uh, and, you know, one of the reasons I love working with you. So uh, let's talk about it, man. You, you, you've you got a, a team. Why don't you tell us about, tell us about a little bit about the trajectory and where you guys are now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I got my license in 2014 um, and um, opened up my first brokerage in 2015, second one in 2017. Um, uh, writing on the wall, uh, not the era of small brokerages, the era of mega teams. So I sold them and then officially started a team in 2019 with Compass, uh, founding members of Illinois Market. It was um, uh, just me and my co-founder, Jana, um, who, um, you know, Dale, she obviously runs operations. Uh, just two of us, we did 35 million 2019, 2020 COVID, we did about 70 million. And then 2021, we did $115 million in sales. Um, this year we're on track to do about 140, 150. Uh, I think we're going to be kind of on the uh, lower end of that, around 140, but we're on track with pending and close to get to that number. That's a lot, man. And you're still in production yourself, right? I am in production. I lead from the front. I uh, don't want to be complacent. Um, I um, am the top sales agent in the team. So right now, as of, as of today, uh, I believe it's about 20, 25 million of personal production right now. That's fantastic. And running a team, bunch of agents, systems, the whole nine. That's that's really impressive, man. Um, I think I think some of the listeners just broke a sweat just listening to what it is that you do. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Good thing I can't see them here. So yeah, right. Not making so, me just you and I deal. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about lead sources. So what are your best lead sources right now? What's working for you guys? What's the mix? So I'm, I'm a huge prospector. I've always been. Um, that's just in my DNA. I'm a cold caller. I'm a prospector. In 2014, when I got in uh, real estate, I'm an immigrant as well. So I didn't have the database. I didn't have the uh, high school friends or college friends. Um, you know, I, uh, it was the last year they were dropping those Yellow Pages books. I don't know if you remember those or not. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have any clients and ignorance bliss. I opened it up, cracked it open, started dialing. And uh, <laughs> I would dial about 100. That was my goal. 100, 100 no's is what, what my goal was. And uh, I know seven or eight people in, I got my first listing appointment, uh, about half a million dollar, Dr. Justin Gruby, still my client, actually, we're going to be buying a, a cool vacation, uh, beach condo, whatever in uh, Mexico. What, so, does he know that you randomly called him out of the phone book and had no business? We, 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 we talked about it for the longest <laughs> time. I told him I was the most seasoned agent. I, I you know, I'm, you know, that was my first deal, but, uh, but yeah, I finally told him on his birthday, it was 45th birthday. And, um, yeah, he's like, well, this doesn't change anything. So that was good. That was a lot of pressure off. Uh, but um, but to answer uh, your question, because I'm a prospector, I believe in building a team that is also a team of hunters. 
uh, not farmers. So I just want these assassin, every single person, I want them to know how to make call, how to go kill, how to go hunt. And um, it's funny because today is Wednesday and every Wednesday we have something called Winning Wednesday. We get here at 7.45 and for 15 minutes we do sort of aggressive uh, kind of uh, role play and then uh, have objections and warm-ups and everything. We play a couple of improv games and starting eight o'clock, we start dialing all of us. It's about 15 or 16 of us over here in one group. I'll just quickly give you a, a glimpse of like, this is kind of our office. Uh, that's JC Rivera's art. And then this is where all of them are sitting. This is kind of the war room we call wow. it. It's a room. And then we have like a whole about 4,000 or 5,000 square feet of space up front as well. And the whole idea of putting this space together was that we have massive amounts of collaboration and a lot of those activities where we can come under one roof and, and, and work together. So, so the goal is every Wednesday, we have to get 15 to 20 appointments. These are face-to-face -face appointments. And uh, then- Wait, we have is that per, so that's across the team? Across the team. Okay, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of appointments. Too much, yeah. Now 15 to 20, and that's as a group. Uh, so essentially it comes down to about one face-to-face -face lined up appointment, listing appointment per person, Per day, right? And that's just given us a massive spike in listings. Right now, we have about 89 or 87 yard signs boards in the ground. That's, oh, that's private great. listings and that's active listings. And I think that is the future of controlling the market. I think with Zillow, Truly, or Roche.com, every single lead is sitting in nine other inboxes statistically. So yeah. I think controlling the listing and the inventory is the way to go because every listing tends to get us about two to three buyers as well. Absolutely. Daniel Sherman just asked, how do you generate the call list? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're pretty heavily um, uh, using Red X, Vulcan, and Mojo dialers. So that's kind of how we are, are getting the list. It's pretty clean data. We get the name, number, um, uh, phone numbers, and everything. That goes into our follow boss in the pond. And from there, everyone is dialing. And no one claims a lead until we have an appointment set. Because if someone has a bad day and they're just getting hangups, then someone else can come in and, and dial them as well. So we have a massive pond with about five or 6,000 FISBOs and another pond with about 10,000 expired cancels are sitting there. And the team is just dialing them on, on a weekly basis. That's fantastic. Uh, shameless plug for myself. I'm doing a webinar tomorrow with Red X uh, where we're talking about the five key um, areas to listing domination so i was a longtime cold prospector just like you so that's why we have mutual respect uh to build my business on fisbo expired the whole nine um and then went on to teach isa departments to do the same thing so that's fantastic uh, here's another shameless uh plug for you um you know, just so people, if they don't know, Dale actually was our coach. And when we went from 75 million uh, to 115 million, it was actually Dale personally coaching us and mentoring us. And that's how Thank we you. went there. Um, yeah, we, we learned um, key metrics and um, really how to say things and, and, and kind of deal with objections. It was all uh, quite important to help us get over that. 100 million mark, which was just an idea in my head for the longest time. And uh, Tristan uh, actually did a, a blog with me as well. It was uh, 0 to 100 in 2.5. It was a car reference, right? And drive cars and everything. Yeah. So 0 to 100 million in a year in 2.5 years. That's excellent. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want, and I don't want to, every, for everybody listening to this, um, you know, a lot of times we put rock stars up on stage, all that kind of stuff. You know, Rafe has an innate, uh, an innate drive to do this. You, you know, it's, it's something that um, comes with him personally and, and is something that he makes a priority. So, you know, it, it's easy for me to coach 
somebody who's already a natural winner and a naturally aggressive person. Um, but let, I want to take this down for the rest of everybody else, because here's the reality, Rafa. You can't wake up every single day and want to go get punched in the face for two or three hours, right? So knowing that you already have some of that innate, natural drive, competitiveness, all that need to achieve, what do you do when you have to just suck it up and do it and, and you don't want to? Yeah, you just you just got to do it. I hate prospecting as much as <laughs> as much as I seem all enthusiastic and 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 you know in love with it. I absolutely don't 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 like it. I, I it's but it needs to be. You have to be disciplined. I mean, I was so I was Dale. I was overseas. You know, I was in Dubai for a little bit. I mean, I was working two time zones. I just kind of realized how much time we actually really have and how much time we actually waste in a day. 24 hours, let's say we're sleeping eight hours, 16 hours left. All I have to do is two hours of prospecting. That is it. I could like not do anything at all. But if I can't prospect for two hours, that is the single most important thing that needs to be done on a daily basis. That is yeah. the only thing that needs to be done. If, if someone in my team tells me that they don't have time for prospecting, they better have 15 or 20 deals in a contract. <laughs> because if they don't have that and they don't have time for prospecting, the priorities need to be shifted Im immediately. Right. Or maybe it's not a good fit. Right. So, so it's very important. I mean, again, to answer your question, uh, preparing the day before, having the right crew around you, um, that's very important. Again, like I said, we're just building and 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 creating these these assassins and and breeding these these hunters. You know, when they come in, uh, then then there's productivity all around. There's energy that oscillates all around. We just don't want anyone who has bad body language, who doesn't believe in prospecting, who's oh, I'm I don't make calls. Then then this is not the right team. I'm very specific about what type of people. And we have 35 people in our team right now. And 17 of them are assassins, hardcore prospectors. You That's give great. any objection, they will deal with that objection. And again, if the lead is closable, for the most part, they will close. And then again, I, I got to give you credit for, for the, the fundamental or the base was, was, was really established by you, Dale, as you know. Uh, we, we got coached by you for almost half a year, if not more. But, but yeah, I think the most important thing in a, in a real estate sales agent's uh, professional sort of uh, day is prospecting. There's mm -hmm. an 80-20 rule, the Pareto rule. There are 20% of tasks and activities that move the needle 80% of the time. The reason there's 87% failure rate is because people are focusing on 80% of garbage that moves the needle less than 20% of the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's part of what I'm gonna be talking about with Red X tomorrow are those key fundamentals, right? Um, one, I want to, there's two things. I want to focus on the fact that you said you don't like prospecting. I think that's important for everybody to hear. And then two, I want to find out how, do you have any tips or tricks on finding the people who are most likely to, to embrace it and turn into killers, but let's focus on the, I don't like it. I want to make sure everybody heard that. Rafa does over $20 million in production, hardcore prospector, hits the phones, talks to people every single day and doesn't like doing it, but he does it anyway and he gets the results. So you don't have to like it, okay? If you do it, and you can even do it poorly, you can do it badly. Remember when we were coaching with your team, Rafa? I was like, just show up and do it shitty. I don't care if you do it bad. I don't care if you say really stupid things, say really stupid things to enough people and you're gonna end up with a piece of business, um, right? So get up and do it. So, so real, real quickly, um, first of all, I do 35 to $40 million. Just Sorry, 30 to 40 million. I, I just set up title, mortgage and insurance JVs, which is why some of my time was distracted, but they're all, you know, we just closed our 25th uh, uh, deal with our title company as well. But to kind of piggyback off what you said as well, for us, it's the no game. 
cocktail. I tell everyone that you have to get 50 no's today. If they can get 50 no's, then I know that they're going to get at least some success out of that. And, and, and something we kind of discuss, if you want to get married to someone, you just have to go out and go on a few dates. You have to go ask people out. They're not just going to come and knock on your door and be like, hey, do you want to marry me? That's not, that's not how it works. Right? No, unfortunately, yeah. my, my wife did not come knocking. Uh, in fact, I got shot down numerous. I've I've listed easier right. for sale by owners than, than landing. Follow up. The gold is in the follow up. <laughs> I say that. Yeah. That's how it is. So, yeah. yeah. I just want to kind of clarify. That's how, how it is. And that's kind of in my mind as well. I just, I feel like no matter if I have 15 or 20 closings in one single day, unless I call for 90 minutes to about 120 minutes, two hours of nonstop full prospecting, I don't feel that's a successful day for me. I go home thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a freaking loser. So it just has to be done. It's negotiable. Right. It can be moved, but it cannot be removed from my calendar. Okay. All right. So unfortunately, I don't know how to tell, I don't know how to get the listeners to have that internal dialogue that you have that intense need uh, to, to, to achieve those times that, that prospecting time. But if you're listening to this and you're struggling with getting yourself to do what you know that you need to do or that you want to do um, figure out how to act like Rafe, right? Figure out how to decide that that's the one thing that you have to accomplish in order to uh, have worked a day in your in your business, right? If you do nothing else, right? If you make those contacts, you've worked a day. Uh, I think is that fair to say? Yeah, for me, I look at it as I just need people work eight hours a day. I have a two hour day. That's it. So if I can't go to work for two hours a day, then then I just didn't work today, right? Everything else, everything, the finances isn't that part of it. That needs to be done anyway. But for me, my work day is only two hours. So everyone needs to think that if they're a full-time real estate agent, all they need to do is put two hours of work time. That's it. That's the 20% that's going to move the needle 80% of the time. The rest needs to be handled. Obviously, you can outsource it, this and that. But you as an operator, you as a sales agent, has, you have to do one thing that matters the most, which is prospecting, non-negotiable. Okay. So I'm going to ask you about recruiting uh, or agents. And, but I want you thinking in the back of your mind, Rafa, I'm going to come around and I'm going to ask you who you look to for inspiration. Like, who do you listen to if there's any podcasts or books or speakers or YouTube or whatever? I don't care. I'm going to ask that eventually. But right now, actually, we got a, a question in the chat. Does Rafa use a script from Jeff Kane? Oh, man. Right. The, the, the question, right? Dale, that, is, that is the question. Everyone's like, hey, do you use a script? You know what? I, I At this point, I don't use a script. I've been I've made probably 10,000 calls, if not more. Uh, everything is second nature. But my team, yes, they have a framework of a script, right? You've got the intro, you've got the, you've got the hook, you've got the intro, you've got uh, the discovery, the intel, um, you've got the transition, and then you've got loop, loop, loop until you close. So if you have a basic framework, we put that together. But, you know, when I got in the business, the first day when I got my the, the yellow pages, the script was, hey, my name is Rafa. I just got my license. Do you know anyone looking to buy or something? <laughs> <laughs> the script, people get too hung up on scripts. You know, yeah. scripts are the bane of, of sales existence. I've, you know, just, just do it and do it bad and do it as bad as you can. Eventually, it'll get from 100 calls to an appointment to 80 calls to an appointment to 60. We will know ourselves what works, what doesn't work. But yeah, general script. Um, Dale, you've given us a great script. Maybe you can kind of share that with people. But Ultimately, the script needs to be modified. There's no magic formula. You just have to read people. You have to understand how to connect with people. There's a basic framework. Like I said, there's got to be a hook, which is, hey, this is Rafi with Quark Group. 
how you doing today, right? Some sort of sort of hook. The reason for the call today is I see that 123 Main Street came off the market. Were you still thinking of selling or did you change your mind or something along those lines? Then it's like, all right, well, I see it's a great property. I'm shocked it didn't sell. Let me ask you a question. If it did sell, where are you moving to? Right. Then you're the pain points. Got to get the pain points, got to get the discovery done. And because it's going to come later on, you got to loop it with that. And then, well, let me ask you a question. If I could sit down and get you money that you're looking for, blah, blah, blah. Right. You go in the body and then at the end, you get a couple of loops. So the scripting is the easy part. It's doing the work. That's a more difficult part. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think when Rafa, when you say loop, uh, why don't you explain what you mean? Well, those are the objection handling. So if you're like, now nah, I got to talk to, well, yeah, I'm not sure. This is not a good time. Well, let me ask you, what does the best time look like? What does a good time to you mean? What, what, what's, the, what's the perfect time um, to list this property? So you handle the objection, you loop the objection. Um, I'm thinking, I got to talk to my wife. Yeah, fantastic. I know that. We, we want to make sure all the partners that are decision makers are right there. Hey, listen, are you going to be having dinner with your wife tonight, Dale? Right? Can you, is it okay if you maybe run this by her? I'm, I'm looking at my calendar. I've got tomorrow and day after available. How does that work, right? So you can run it by, if anything changes, give me a call, we'll, we'll swap it around. So, I mean, these are the loops. You just got to keep looping. You can just, there's a rule that I have with the team. The first two objections are mine. In other words, the first two objections, I own them, right? The third one, I'll let you get away with. What I mean by, <laughs> I mean by that is, I'm not going to hang up the phone for the first two objections. And it's very easy to handle objections. There's smoke screens. <laughs> that's excellent, man. I love that you you said that. Um, it's so awesome because yeah, that's that. Well, and a lot of what we do when teaching people is we have to do this practice with them. So many salespeople will give up after the first no or the second no, and you know, people. What what makes the difference between somebody like you and somebody who wants to be you is that you don't quit. You don't accept no for an answer. No to you is ask the question differently, right? No to you is not yet, and you haven't found the right way to position it in order to get the yes. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. It's either I'm going to get sold or they're going to get sold. One of us is going to get sold, right? If they hang up on me, they just sold. I just got told. Like, you're right, I got sold here. If I set up the appointment, then I sold it. So one of us is going to get So I hate losing. I, I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nubar asked, what's the best time hours to call? Yeah, the golden hours, I, I say it's really 8 a.m. to like about 10, 10, 30, 11 a.m. And then really from 4 to 6 p.m. Those are two time slots that work the best for me. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay, now let's go to the question that I wanted to ask, which is, um, do you have any tips for people looking to hire agents on any qualities that you've seen between the producers and the non-producers? Any, any commonality that you can look for when recruiting or bringing people on or hiring? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like sometimes it's trial and error, but now having done this so many times, we just have so many filters that they just have to jump through these obstacles and, and, and sort of uh, the filters that we put in place. So for example, we ask them to sell us a, a product, right? So Jordan Belfort, sell, sell me the pan kind of thing. So again, the idea isn't to like get the right perfect script. It's like, how confident is this person to jump and do it? right? Are they going to be hesitant? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. Uh, you know, if that's the person, then we don't want to even work with that person. But someone's like, oh yeah, it's a great pen. This, if it's an attempt, right, then we can coach them. Are they coachable? So that's the first thing. Is this person receptive and coachable? Number two, do they have the camaraderie and the collaboration to work with other team members? If they're not good enough, are they open to collaborating with one of our top agents and going out there with them? 
right? Or is the ego gonna be, uh, is ego an issue? And lastly, work ethic, just asking them, what does the work ethic look like? I mean, are you coming in here to uh, have the million dollar listing lifestyle? Or are you coming in here to work 15, 16, 17 hours the first one year and, and hoping that you're gonna make six figures or, or 70,000, 80,000, right? If that's the mentality that someone has, that's the right broker. That's excellent. And then how do you, you know, at what point, at what point do you let somebody go? So th that's, that's difficult for me, right? Cause, cause I feel like we invest so much time effort, but I recently have come to a point where if they don't have at least one or two deals uh, closed every quarter, then we just part ways with them. But, and I want to, I want to qualify that for the listeners because for some listeners, one a quarter would be magical based on their uh, price range, right? For some listeners, one uh, one a week wouldn't wouldn't be enough to keep them on the team, right? So, listeners, I just want you to know that for Rafe, in his average price in his market, for him, one a quarter is the basic minimum for his team. Absolute bare minimum. If they're not even doing four to five deals a year, then this is just not a good fit because we offer way too many value or too too many um, uh, services and the value prop is so intense that um, anyone who's coming in should be doing at least one or two deals a month. That's really the um, the top producers in our team. They're doing three to four deals a month. The average is one or two deals a month. Um, but um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of um, uh, the, the metric that we have. But more than that, if someone's showing up here, Dale, every single day, I see them coming in here trying and, and making calls and following up and, you know, then I would make an exception for them. But if someone's not showing up, they're not interested, they're not uh, collaborating with the team, uh, there's no camaraderie and the numbers aren't on the board. That's just, that's just bad news. That's toxicity. We just don't want that. Got it. So where are we headed next, Rafe? What's, uh, what's the prediction where you, where, here's the question I'm asking. The market is slowed down, inventory's tight, you know, lots of crazy regulation potentially going to happen. Uh, where do you see things going and where, what are you doing to prepare yourself and the team? A fantastic question. I do think that um, um, you know, about 80 to 87% of brokers uh, will be completely out of business in, in about a decade's time. That's, that's my prediction. You're asking prediction, right? So I think about 80 to 85% brokers will be completely out of business. I think the top 10 to top 15% will have longevity. Uh, the commissions will be um, shifted. There'll be a, a hybrid of kind of what Redfin model has, or things are going to be a lot more diff difficult. Um, also, there's a lawsuit right now. Apparently, um, you know, the buyers have to now potentially, this might be solidified, but buyers have to pay their brokers directly instead of listing or sellers paying um, um, buyers agents as well. I think that's going to eliminate a whole wave of potential brokers because working with buyers is easier. And if the buyers know that they have to pay a broker, then they're going to go and find the absolute best in the business, not just, you know, cousin, uh, cousin Frank or whatever they, right? So it's going to be the best of the best. So really here's one advice. And this is what I coach my people as well, just to bet, be the absolute best in the business. Learn your markets like the back of your hand, every single data point, um, uh, practice, have the best um, uh, sort of work ethic. Because if we can just last these seven, eight years, then I think there's more longevity uh, in it. But I think certainly the next couple of years are going to be very, very difficult. I think uh, the market's going to be uh, very harsh. I think um, a lot of us that got in business in 2020 during COVID um, are quite um, spoiled because uh, business was so easy, but now the dust is settling. The point is, 
uh, from your position and one that I agree with is there's going to be a defining, this is going to be a defining time. You either rise to the occasion and you want to stay in the arena and do battle, or you're going to get flushed out, unfortunately, due to the conditions. Absolutely. I think the biggest wave of buyers being Gen Z and millennials, they have a better connection with this thing than they have with you and I. And um, I think uh, Silicon Valley and people in Silicon Valley have figured out there's a lot of money in real estate and we're the middlemen. They're trying to eliminate us. And they're going to come up sooner or later with direct-to-consumer portals that's going to make it so much easier for people to work directly with sellers and, and, and just save all this money. And, um, you know, I think um, 40 to 50% of service industry is going to be out of business. Bank tellers, Uber drivers, McDonald workers, they're all gone. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're essentially travel agents of 2030, 2040. But, you know, the, the white glove, the affluent clients are still going to need us. You know what? I, I've always thought for the longest time that the one thing that has saved our industry, the reason we haven't been displaced, the reason that we haven't, they haven't figured out how to get rid of us and automate all this stuff is because of the massive swings that happen in this industry. It's too unpredictable. It's, it, it is, it is, I think it's the one, you know, sand dune that has kept that hurricane from coming ashore. And uh, as far, as long as it's there, it's going to keep protecting us as far as I can tell. For sure. But I feel like, again, skill set development is, is more important now than ever before. While there might be turbulence and ups and downs, I think, again, just so much more control is now in hands of Zillow's and Trulia's of the world that they can just cut the siphon like that and, and change things at moment's notice. So we have to know how to go prospect, how to actually go and hunt and, 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 and know how to you know, not rely on, on these giants. That's really the name of the game now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right, Rafe, uh, any final oh, uh, inspiration? Who you who who you listen to, man? Like when you're like, God damn it, I don't feel like doing this or man, my mindset sucks or I'm feeling defeated or I need to get pumped or whatever it is. Is there, you know, who do you listen to? So we have a, we have these massive uh, TVs and screens. So we just have Jordan Belford, like Wolf of Wall Street playing at all times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So that's kind of the culture, but, um, you know, thank you for that promo earlier. I'm going to just start listening to that Dale, from now on. I'm just going to yeah. every single morning. It's going to be my ringtone, my alarm, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so the one, the one where I said it's going to be you uh, co-hosting on the show. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. Uh, well, uh, Pablo asks, what's the best way to rally your team? Yeah. Uh, motivation and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's difficult, right? But again, the winning Wednesday, the fired up Friday, just getting them all under one roof. Energy and ambition is infectious. If you can just get, there, there's a stat, right? So if you can sit next to a producing agent or someone who's productive, your production goes up by 15%. But if you're sitting next to someone who's unproductive, then your production drops by 30%. So we're just, again, trying to eliminate all the non-producers or people that are unproductive and really bring as many efficient, productive agents that are, like I said, the assassins, the, the ninjas that are coming in here by default, everyone else wants to better themselves as well. Yeah, you know what? I, um, from personal experience, when when I was a Coldwell banker and I was one of the only cold call prospectors in the office, it was uncomfortable. Like I'm sitting in an office with everybody else ticky tacking on their type on their keyboard or bullshitting at the 
you know, the water fountain or whatever. And I'm the only guy there banging this out and having uncomfortable conversations with people. It was, it's tough. It, it puts negative pressure on your motivation and your ability to do that. So if you, if, so Rafa's created the environment for his team to excel in that. If you don't have that environment, find it for yourself, find people that will do this. So you know, our, our uh, Facebook group, obviously our clients, uh, we have daily classes uh, within Conversion University for people. Um, but, you know, more than that, like what I know is if you're buying, let's say, you know, uh, a lead source, all the lead sources have their own communities. All the lead sources have people that are being proactive. Of course, there's some hanger on, hangers on people wasting their money, but all those communities have other people in there that are trying to achieve and trying to do what what Rafa and his team are doing. So, uh, Rafa, where can people reach you if they wanna if they wanna know more? Yeah, so um, you can look us up on um, Instagram, Kamar Group. So Q A M A R um, Group, and then personal uh, tag or handle is Rafa R A F A Y underscore Q A M A R. Please reach out. I would love to say hello and share my tips and tricks. And if anyone is in Chicago market, stop by our office. We've got a, a beautiful facility. It used to be a former CrossFit gym. We've turned it into a really cool real estate office, and we prospect here every Wednesday and Friday, and everyone's invited. So, are you are you taking on? Are you open to taking on good agents in the Chicago market? Very selective, yes. But our goal is to get to forty agent count by end of this year. We're at about thirty four, thirty five right now. So we have five spots that we're looking to fill. Got it. Okay. But you have to want to work, right? You got to, you got to be a producer and you, you need to be a winner and you want, you need to be the kind of person that wants to go and beat Rafa. Is that face? Is that safe to say? Absolutely. That's, that's why I'm leading from the front. And that's my motivation because I can't be uh, complacent myself. <laughs> I have to be there in my room making calls every single day. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's really important to have that camaraderie and collaboration and, and just respect, mutual respect for everyone. The average age, not that we don't have people in their 40s and 50s, but the average age of real estate agent out of the 35 people we have is about 25, 26. And the average uh, income uh, is north of six, six figures. I've got 19 year old kids that dropped out of um, high school, college, and they're here making calls. I don't know if I can see anyone right here, but they're making six figures, 80,000, 90,000, 120,000. That's excellent, man. That, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, all right, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure that, that the audience loved it. We got great comments here. We've got everybody stayed on. We had 50, 55 people live here on the Zoom and a bunch of people watching Fine. Facebook. Yeah. So thanks for showing up, man. Great talking to you. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.